0: Every day, And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 16th, 2018. My name is Phil Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy to be here with you on a Tuesday, a game day Tuesday at that. Of course, if you're trying to follow along uh, off the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. On today's episode, we'll have a complete preview of Tuesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll talk about Bismack Biombo since he entered the starting lineup. And then I'll recap something that I talked about after Friday's game up on orlandomagicdaily.com. The loathsome moral victory. We'll talk a little bit about that on today's show. Before we get any further, though, uh, I didn't get a chance to say this on yesterday's show because I recorded before the game, but if you have not already be sure to check out the great work over on Locked on Jaguars. Yeah, if you haven't heard yet, the Jacksonville Jaguars are headed to the AFC Championship game. And according to Jalen Ramsey, they're going to win the Super Bowl. So if I were you and I were trying to catch up on what the hullabaloo's about, I would download and subscribe to Locked on Jaguars. Zach Goodall and Chris Thornton cover the Jaguars for Locked on Jaguars every single day, just like I do with the Orlando Magic. Jackson, uh, Orlando is... Uh, is Jacksonville's secondary TV market for the NFL, so we consider them honorary Central Floridians, just as I hope they consider us honorary Duvalians. Duvalians? Duvalians? Duval County residents. And everyone here loves Blake Bortles, right? We're, we're all Good Place fans. We're all UCF fans. So follow the Jacksonville Jaguars all week as they get set to take down the mighty New England Patriots. It is a Florida versus Massachusetts Sunday This weekend, as the Orlando Magic take on the Boston Celtics on Sunday. And then, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the New England Patriots on Sunday. Magic tip off at 1. Jaguars-Patriots kicks off at 4. So you should be able to watch, or at 3, I think. So you should be able to watch both. Or at least most of both. Or just the Jaguars. Either way, be sure to download and subscribe to Locked On Jaguars. You can, again, find that on iTunes and catch up on them as they get set for the AFC Championship game. Go Jaguars! And let me make sure I'm saying this right. Duvall! All right, let's get down to to brass tacks with the Magic. A tough week for the Orlando Magic, as as like I said, they close out Sunday against Boston to play Cleveland on Thursday, and they start off this difficult week Tuesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, There is probably not a team in in the league, playing better than the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Um, friend of my or that friend of mine, or, or you know someone that I, that I've talked to extensively. Uh, one of the best in the business, Jim Peterson, uh, the uh, color analyst for the Minnesota Timberwolves broadcast, tweeted out this nice little infographic. Since December 11th, the Minnesota Timberwolves have the best record in the league at I think it's 12 and three, while the Magic have the worst record in the league at just one win. This is a this is a Minnesota team that is trending in the absolute right direction. 3rd in the league in offensive rating, 110.7 points per 100 possessions. They are now up to... where they go? 18th in the league in defensive rating at 106.4. Their net rating of plus 4.3 puts them at 5th in the league. But this winning streak they're on right now is really incredible. last 10 games, the Wolves have the top net rating in the league, 11.6 points per 100 possessions. 2nd best offensive league behind only the Warriors at 112.3 and the third best defense in the league at 100.7 points per points allowed per 100 possessions. Plain and simple, this is a Wolves team that is playing very, very well. They've won their last five games by double-digit points, and whenever Minnesota plays Golden State, you want to make sure that you are sitting on your couch watching that game because they are playing extremely well. So why are they playing extremely well right now? Jimmy Butler has taken his game to a completely different... Not not a completely different level, because I think we've seen Jimmy Butler play this way. But certainly, the Wolves have figured some things out about how they fit together. Their defense is playing much much better. They've gotten Jeff Teague back from injury. Um, Everything seems to be clicking really, really well for them. But it really all starts with Jimmy Butler. Uh, In Jimmy Butler's last... Oh, God. uh, Let's say 11 games... Jimmy Butler's last 11 games, he's averaging 23.8 points per game, shooting 49.4% from the floor, 43.8% from beyond the arc, 6.1 assists per game. This is a Wolves team that, that, that... That, you know, this is a Wolves team that is still getting the pieces that, that still relies pretty heavily on their starters. I mean, they're not going to go particularly deep on their bench. Um, You know, Tyce Jones is about Tyce Jones, Gorgie Jang are about as deep as they'll go. That's an It's an eight-man rotation for them. But their starters are very, very good, as, as, as everyone seemed to say when we were talking to, talking to them at practice, when we were talking to the Magic today at practice, it feels like they have... An all-star at every position. In fact, they have a, at least a former all-star at every position, but power forward where Taj Gibson's there. And, and remember, Taj Gibson killed the Magic in their meeting up in Minneapolis uh, about a month ago now. This Minnesota team is completely different from that team. That Minnesota team took a 20-point lead, seemed ready to coast, and Orlando stormed back and made it a game, nearly stole that game away. That This Minnesota team is not doing that. This Minnesota team is going to put the magic down and put them away if the magic are not careful. And I, you know, I've sat here and said that the magic at this point of the season, with where they are record wise, with where they are with their losing streak, they need to worry more about themselves and less about their opponent. Uh, you know, it, it, Minnesota's a good team. the magic will have to play a very, very good game to beat them. But at this point, the magic need to worry about themselves. And coming off of Friday's game, where they played pretty well, you know, a 125 to 119 loss. Still, the Magic did some good things, and, and I'm going to talk about moral victories later on in the show. I don't want to take a moral victory out of this, but yes, um, as as many as many players and coaches said, if the Magic play like they did Friday night offensively, they will have a chance to win this game. The fact of the matter is, with that game, Washington is the 8th best defense in the league. Orlando tore them apart, so they are capable of doing that. And that was with Aaron Gordon playing a really poor game from the floor, at least not shooting the ball particularly well. Again, this Minnesota team, though, is a different animal. Jimmy Butler is playing like an MVP candidate. Carl Anthony Towns is a handful. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been a little bit sluggish. He's been the one that's really taken a hit to to his production. But he can go off at any moment. Jeff Teague is a solid point guard. Tosh Gibson, solid. Um, you know, if you can get them to their bench, maybe that's where you can take advantage of them. But this is a really good Minnesota team, and this is going to be a really, really tough game for the Magic to play in and for the Magic to win if they want to walk away with a victory. So the Magic will take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. You can check that out on Fox Sports. Florida. We'll have complete coverage of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. So, how exactly are the Magic getting ready for the Minnesota Timberwolves? Well, at practice on Monday, they told they said that they worked pretty extensively on defense. They've had a couple of days off now. Uh, they took Saturday off um, and Sunday off as well, uh, came back to work Monday, and it's it, 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 according to the players, it felt like a training camp practice. Uh, you know, the, the main message that seemed to be coming out of this practice was the Magic need to improve defensively, and, and particularly with their perimeter defense. Uh, uh, you know, Frank Vogel wouldn't elaborate too much, only to say, "We need to be better." Uh, you know, it's 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 not any one thing, and it's even the bigs have to be better. Everyone has to be better defensively. The Magic scored 119 points and still could not muster out a win, and that is definitely a problem. And, you know, when we talk about defense, yeah, all eyes are going to turn to the man in the middle. Bismack Biombo has entered the starting lineup nine games ago. And so we have a little bit of a sample size to kind of see how the team is playing. And certainly Biombo has had his moments. Uh, just by if you watch this team, you can see they. Have more defensive potential with Biombo there. With Biombo in the middle, the rim protection and shot blocking is there. Uh, the team is is a really strong. He can be a really strong shot blocker, and obviously that's what the Magic signed him to do. And while the statistics would also say he takes whatever he gives you defensively, he takes away and more on the offensive end. Friday night he had 21 points, career high, 13 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, four assists, and two blocked shots. Bismack Biombo is not going to put up stat lines like that too often but a double double is normal for him now uh, and so the magic are getting a lot of production from Bismack Biombo in the 11 game or in the nine in the nine games since Biombo entered the starting lineup he is averaging 10.1 points per game 10.9 rebounds per game and 1.9 blocks per game pretty much in line with his per 36 numbers he's actually only playing 28 minutes per game. Per 36 minutes this year, he's averaging 10.8 points, 11 and a half rebounds and 2.4 blocks per 36 minutes. So Biombo has stepped his game up, at least statistically, at least from the statistics that we can see. He is he is working around the basket, the magic for better or for worse, are looking for him and when he makes clean catches, he's able to finish and score, essentially. Or at least give the ball right back to a ball handler and give him back his dribble and his pivot foot. Those are good things from Bismack Biombo. Those are things that the Magic absolutely need from him. But that's not the whole equation, of course. Biombo is mainly in there for defense, and if there's anything that is just head-scratching over the last 10 games, it is that the Magic are playing worse defensively when Biombo is on the floor. During the last nine games, the Magic have a one nineteen point seven defensive rating. They give up one hundred nineteen point seven points per one hundred possessions when Bismack Biombo is on the floor. That is the worst mark of any rotation player. There's only two players worse than him: Adrian Payne and Ken Birch. They're not on. They're not playing enough to, to really be considered there. So. Why is this the case? Well, he's playing a lot with the starters, and the starters are not good defensively. That's the first place to start. Perhaps Biombo is a little over-eager to, shop, to, to block shots. Perhaps the perimeter defense is too reliant on him to clean up their mess. And certainly the perimeter defense has been bad this year. So the the, the number is not reflective on Biombo because I think we can all look at Biombo and say he has actually played decent defense. Sometimes he's a little late getting over, um, you know, Doesn't always catch the ball cleanly on rebounds. You know, does take himself out of position sometimes on blocks. But I wouldn't say he's playing poor defensively. And Coach Frank Vogel agreed a little bit um, there too, saying in Friday's game, at least against the Wizards, Biombo challenged shots really well and Washington made a lot of tough shots. I don't think that explains all of it. Washington did score 72 points in the paint. But sure, Biombo was there, and the magic defense on the perimeter just did not give enough resistance. When you talk to Bismack Biombo about any of this, any of this, he'll tell you the stats don't matter as long as we win. And 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 I think more than any player on the roster, Biombo talks about doing the little things necessary to win games as more than anyone. You drawing off his experience, playing with the Toronto Raptors and getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I think that Biombo is doing his best defensively, and for whatever reason, it's not bringing up with the team. Certainly, there's still some growing pains with the rotation, and and as Zach Palmer wrote, and I'm sure I'll discuss later on in the week, Zach Palmer wrote on Orlando Magic Daily that it feels like the Magic need to make some adjustments to their starting lineup and to the rotation to, to better balance things out. There are just too many non-shooters on the floor right now. And you can't get around not playing Biombo right now because of the injuries. And so Biombo is still integrating himself into the starting lineup and still finding that defensive flow, that defensive rhythm the team needs. Everyone knows Biombo can be a positive impact player on the defensive end. But right now, the Magic are still trying to figure out how to make that happen. Uh, just being able to to help the other guys playing and being in their comfort zone, and uh, and being me, uh, protecting the pain, covering their backs, uh, having them being out there comfortable. Yes, we're facing some ups and downs, These games where we're all struggling. But you know, this is a long season. It's 82 games. Uh, we still gotta. Uh, find a way to uh, to stay consistent. Um, but at the end of the day, is like I said, this is a learning process. We all growing from it. We all getting better every day. We got a great practice today. Uh, we should be excited about uh, the game tomorrow. That is Bismack Biombo after practice on Monday. Of course, Biombo's playing well seems like a lot of other players have played well. A lot of players seem to have improved themselves. One of the few bright spots of the season is the individual improvement, but. The issue remains; these aren't translating into wins. These aren't translating into the, the results that the Magic want, and that leads to a bigger problem, perhaps, that the Magic are facing so far this year. As I was doing my game, pr- as I was doing my uh, my post game stuff for the Magic's loss to the Washington Wizards, a one twenty five to one nineteen loss on Friday. There was you know, it, it we're at a point, unfortunately, where a lot of these losses tend to run together and it's hard to find new things to say. I'd already talked about Aaron Gordon plenty and, and his star push and, and the things that he has to learn as a star, uh, as as a budding star in this league. And and you know, he did some nice things. He was overly focused on the past, perhaps in, in too much of a way, uh and and got others involved, and you know, it seemed like he learned a lesson from his from his playing Wednesday. And you know, that's something to write perhaps. Um continue. You know, pulling the thread on that story. But, uh, you know, it, what, what struck me more than that was something that Coach Frank Vogel said after the game. And Frank Vogel, you know, to be a coach is to be a politician in, in a lot of ways. Um, when talking to the media, y- yes, I expect to hear on brand messages and, and, and certain things about that. He's not going to overtly rip his team to the media because he's got to keep their confidence especially with the losing streak the way it's been for this team. So yeah, yeah. if it sounds like Frank Vogel is coming off maybe a little bit bubblier than he should be after another loss, that's fair to say, and it certainly could be strategic. At the same time, though, uh, certainly I, I would agree with him that yes, the Magic played the best offense they played in some time, in Friday's game, and, and things worked really well on that end, although defensively they did not, except for a few select moments. And so I heard Frank Vogel talk about all the things that they did well in the post-game, post-game press conference, talking about how the team moved the ball really, really well, how the team, how Aaron Gordon had a great game despite not shooting the ball well, how the team... You know, if they play like they did offensively on Friday, if they play like that, they will win more games. That, you know, the only, I think the, the, the line that he had after Friday's game was, you know, I, I wish we could have gotten the result to reward the effort that we put in. The guys played hard, they stuck to the game plan, they played with the pass, they did all the things that they will need to do to win games, at least on offense except winning the game. Of course, Monday he kind of took a more hardline tack saying we've got to be better defensively, period. And, 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 all, and more words than that. And, you know, we are reaching a point in the year where, yeah, the Magic are not a good team. And we're all, you know, unless we're complete pessimists or we just believe so hard in the tank... We're all looking for something to be positive about. Like like I've said on this show, I'm an optimist. If you've listened to this show for the last two years, if you read my stuff on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, if you talk to me online, you know I tend to be an optimist. I, will, I am the last one to abandon ship. I'm real sometimes. I, I'm real when I have to be, and this will probably be one of those times I have to be real. I hope I am. But yeah, I, I tend to be optimistic. But even I... Have to kind of just push the pause button a little bit here on on this kind of optimism. Yes, I agree. The Magic played better Friday than they've played in a long time offensively. But it was still another loss. And and, And just my belief the rest of the season is when you have the opportunity to win games, you need to win it. Learning how to win is still important even if you don't do it very often. And so when I heard... Frank Vogel talk about claiming moral victory. Uh, now he didn't say and he didn't say we were claiming a moral victory, but talk using the language of the moral victory. My first thought was, okay, that's great. But with this team, when have they ever taken it the next step? One of my favorite sports aphorisms as momentum is the next day's pitcher, you can't assume momentum from anything until you see it. See the next action. In fact, you know momentum in that sense is a hindsight evaluation because that next play can always change momentum. you, you never really know. And so when I look at moral victories. I said, yeah, it's great that the Magic played better. Yeah, it's great that the Magic hung tough with the Cavaliers. That's fantastic. But those moral victories don't mean anything. They are still losses. They all count the same. Chuck Daly used to say, there's no such thing as an ugly win because wins count the same, just like losses count the same. And so, when I think about the moral victory problem or the, or moral victories. What I think about is, okay, great. You did something unexpected. You, you played well. But how are you going to do that again? Are you going to do that again? And increasingly with this Magic team, they have failed to build on the momentum of these quote-unquote good losses or great moments or moral victories. and that's where I'm at with this team. When are they going to build off these supposed moral victories? When are they going to build and improve and take these lessons to heart? And you know, the point of a moral victory is you know, in some res- in some respects a you know, we gained the key to winning games. We didn't win this one because we hadn't perfected it. But now we understand what it's going to take. And so now we can apply that to the next game, to the next situation, and win. The Magic have not done that. The Magic have really, in fact, struggled to do that. And that's why I don't put stock in this moral victory. There's that cynicism creeping in again. The Magic, since November 11th, have not shown their ability to string together really consecutive good performances. Every time you can sit there and look at a game and claim a moral victory, the Magic have failed to deliver. And so now after, what is it, 30 games with just four wins or whatever it is. I'm understandably a little tired of the moral victory line. I get that the coach has to give it. But now it's time for the players to apply these lessons and build off these moral victories. It's time for them to take responsibility for this team and to take that next step that elusive next step that next step that has been missing time and time and time and time again and if they can do that then we might see this team really begin to grow because this is the thing that's missing in this team's growth right now is they can't string together good performances whether in Defeat and moral victory or an actual win. Their wins right now seem to spring out out of nowhere and then disappear just as quickly. If this moral victory from Friday is to mean anything, the Magic have to play another good game Tuesday. Probably win Tuesday. And then put another good game together Thursday. And then... Another good game together, Sunday. It's not easy, obviously. Consistency. Growth. Those are what moral victories are supposed to spring forth. And too many times this year, they have not. And so I'm not going to buy it until I see some action and see the team building off these wins. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, the Orlando Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock, so be sure to tune in or head to the Amway Center and check it out. should be a fun game. The Timberwolves make one trip per, per year, and like I said, they are very, very, very good. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. We should be up on Spotify now as well, if that's how you consume your podcast. So, another way to get your Locked On Magic fix every day into your uh, earbuds or whatever they're called now. I don't really know. Are they still called earbuds? I don't know. If you haven't already, also be sure to subscribe to Locked On Jaguars as the Jacksonville Jaguars get set to take on the New England Patriots. You can follow Locked On Patriots, I guess, but I don't know why you'd want to. Locked On Jaguars is there for your Jaguars and Blake Bortles fix. They do a great job covering the covering the Jaguars every day, just like I covered the Orlando Magic. And just because this is a Magic, blo- magic podcast, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have some more season review stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm still writing my look ahead to the third quarter of the season, but you can check out yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic for our midseason review. Uh, did it as a Facebook Live, so you can check that out on Facebook as well. But subscribe if you subscribe to Locked on Magic, go back into the archives one day to Monday and check out the, uh, the midseason review episode as well. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.